the biggest challenge was just believing in myself that I could do it, that I was good enough, that I had the potential to have a podcast that was worthy of going global. Welcome to the Freedom Lifestyle podcast series, a series that is so much more than just a podcast series. This is a movement towards freedom in life and in work and about taking a lifestyle you know you deserve. I'm your host, Sam, and I have always admired working where you want, when you want, and how you want. Just like my guests, I've found my version of the freedom lifestyle, and I'm sharing all the secrets for how you can too. The freedom lifestyle looks different for everyone. What's your free? It's episode 21 and the final episode for season two of the Freedom Lifestyle podcast series. I've spent the last 15 weeks putting on new episodes every Thursday, sharing the stories of incredible girl bosses across Toronto who found their free. I'm so grateful and I'm so proud of how much I've grown, they've grown professionally, personally, all the things. It's been really beautiful. Season three of the podcast, I think that's a given, but I want to take the proper time to pause, reflect before putting myself through another sprint like this. Over the last few months, I had so many people share wicked articles or really cool tools for podcasters that I just had to say, honestly, I'm in execution mode. I'm laser focused on just putting out these weekly quality episodes. Thank you but I can't look at this right now. And sometimes I just get into that mindset. I'm just focused on one thing, but now I need to pause so we can take season three to the next level. You're invited to celebrate season two with me. Next week is our finale party and live podcast taping at WeWork here in Toronto. After that, you'll have to stay in the loop by joining our Facebook group and our email list to see what other things I'll be creating and getting involved with to keep myself busy as I scheme season three of the podcast. I'm thrilled to announce another partner for the podcast and a partner for next week's event, The Girls Trip. They are on a mission to empower and activate more women to travel the world. Heck yeah. They specialize in putting together the most curated experiences by making travel affordable and accessible through their monthly payment plan. Their next trips include Tulum and Bali, and there's only a few more spots left, so visit thegirlstrip.ca to learn more. What's also really cool about the Girls Trip is they're from Toronto. I'm friends with their founders, no big deal. And Kate Taylor, who recently joined the team, is going to be interviewed on stage with me on July 10th for the finale party and live podcast taping. Kate's going to tell us all about how her early travel experiences abroad shaped the direction of her career and her lifestyle. Later this summer, she's headed to Paris and then Greece, and she told me that she's the type of person that needs to have the next trip booked before she can properly leave her current trip. I loved that and so on point with how I'm thinking these days. I can't wait to learn more about her experiences abroad and how she's prioritizing travel as well as making it happen as a 20-something. Now for the final episode, I got some really great advice from Jacqueline, who was on the podcast actually, who told me I should get interviewed. 
and I should let my boyfriend interview me. So that's what you're in for today. My boyfriend's name is Jared Schachter, and he recently joined me in the Freedom Lifestyle. I'm so friggin' proud of him. He's really watched me go through all of this and has been a huge inspiration as part of it. So he took the time to sit down with me and ask me the tough questions that I ask my guests. In this episode, I get really honest about my story and my reasons for needing to be free, how I did it, why I did it. With no further ado, I guess, meet me and Jared. So Sam, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's such an honor to be on the podcast today. I've had a front row seat as things have progressed over the past year or so, but I think it's really about time your listeners learn a bit more about you and what you're all about. Totally. No, I'm excited we're doing this. I think it's overdue. I'm nervous. I feel usually I'm kind of controlling the conversation, so I'm just going to let you do your thing and try to get the story out of me. Yeah, usually you don't like controlling things, so I'm surprised. (laughs) So I wanted to start by taking us back, I think it's about a year ago now. You were selling software at a startup in Toronto. I know you'd run a, a fashion business before that, but I'd love to know how you went from that, you know, traditional nine to five type job selling software to where the Freedom Lifestyle is today. And how did this all start? Definitely. I know I was thinking about it today too. And next week is actually going to be the one year of me not having a nine to five, which is wild. I didn't start Freedom Lifestyle a full year ago because it took me a few months to kind of recover on what just happened. So I guess we'll start there. Last year around this time, you were in San Francisco. So we were in our LDR, as we call it, long distance relationship. And yeah, I was selling software for a startup and I only had that two weeks vacation so every time I visited you it was such a hassle I would always wish the visits were longer and wish I could just work remotely and that was kind of an original trigger for me of I'm not having the flexibility to maintain my relationship that's when we decided maybe I should move to San Francisco yeah I remember I was pushing you to come over SF is all about tech I know how much you were into tech sales at the time. So you applied to a few jobs, things were going great, and then a couple little things happened. Do you might maybe you want to tell people about that? Sure. So I was feeling like the coolest girl ever. I applied for some jobs in San Francisco at other software startups that I could do sales for, and people seemed really receptive to hiring me. I had a number of interviews, all of them progressed to the next stage. I interviewed with three companies in person while I was out there visiting you, which was so epic. And I ended up getting an offer from all three, which I was not expecting. I thought it was going to take forever for me to get a job in San Francisco when I was in Toronto. So when it was happening so quickly, like, remember, we thought this is this is meant to be. We're doing this. Yeah, I remember how exciting that was. And I remember how cool you thought you were. You remember you're like, oh, I have all these offers. I'm choosing the top one I'm going to come to SF but you know I just I'm going to stay in my own apartment when I come uh my own Airbnb so (laughs) yeah I was feeling really good about myself it was more money than I had ever been offered before and I was completely ready to do to take the plunge so I had the three offers I had an existing job so after a lot of back and forth I talked to mentors made pros and cons lists about which company I should choose and selected a company signed the offer quit my job, mm-hmm. turned down the other offers, and then a couple I weeks after been that, a year ago today, I pulled the offer. 
and basically told me that I would not be coming to San Francisco and that they were no longer willing to support my visa application. I think I was in Tel Aviv at the time on Birthright and you called me and it was like 2 a.m. in Tel Aviv. And you were like, I have some bad news. And it was awful. It was, it was pretty devastating. I think you suggested marrying me at one point. That may have happened. Because <laughs> your visa, visa situation, yeah, yeah, you yeah. could get someone. So we explored that for a hot minute. I tried to go back to one of the other companies and was like, I think I made a huge mistake. Please take me back. And they were just like, no, we need someone excited about our company. And we both were kind of just like, fair. So that really is how it started. All of a sudden, I found myself with no job and no job prospects. So the next thing I did was get really scrappy in how I'm going to make money. And so that's how I started freelancing. I just reached out to my network and said, hey, I have a lot of free time. Here are my skills. Can I pick up any gig work? Tell us a little bit about how the Freedom Lifestyle, the brand, and what you're trying to promote progressed. Uh, I remember the moment it started was when you and I were both always pushing ourselves to be a bit more entrepreneurial. So we said, hey, next Sunday, let's both come with three business ideas and let's pitch them. We both came with one idea in the end and pitched it. Mine was something that I've been working on for the last eight, 12 months or so on the side. And yours was freedom lifestyle <laughs> we thought we were going to do this every sunday for our sunday weekly video calls ldr and then the first week we both look, looked at each other and said okay i kind of like that idea should we spend the next week coming up with another idea or should we try to make progress on the one we just came up with and we both kind of said let's try to make progress and then reevaluate and it's wild to think that that's how it all started so thank you again for pushing me <laughs> that was a year ago you came to me with the original idea of what was the Freedom Lifestyle. Can you tell us a bit about how you first envisioned it and maybe a bit about how it might be different today? Yeah, I definitely thought it as being way more tech and product focused. I was in that world, right? So I was naturally thinking, you know, maybe I'll develop some type of online community website where women could post about the type of business they had or the type of services they'd offered and they could get matched up to other women who could be potential customers or potential clients of that and it was going to be this online thing and the podcast honestly selfishly I just wanted to talk to women who had figured out the freedom lifestyle and I didn't really have it figured out yet so I figured selfishly I'll just start with five episodes call it a podcast and ideally by the end of it, have a bit more a bit more solidified with the idea that I'm going to pursue. How did you actually come up with the name Freedom Lifestyle? Did you coin that? or? Yeah, I just think I just kept thinking about what I was wanting. And at the end of the day, I just wanted freedom. And it wasn't necessarily freedom from work or freedom from life. I saw them all the same. So Freedom Lifestyle. So you talk about freedom and freedom lifestyle. Can you tell us a bit more about what freedom means to you? I know some people look at you and they're, they think freedom, she's just traveling all the time, not really working much. But I don't think that's really exactly what freedom means to you and how you define it. So can you tell the audience a bit more about that? It's definitely different for everyone. And that's why the website is whatsyourfree.com because... I don't want to tell people what their version of freedom lifestyle should be. Everyone, it's different. I have women in my community who 
had a baby and they don't want to go back to work because their baby is so awesome. And so they want the freedom lifestyle to stay home with them. For me, it was the ability to work wherever, whenever, and however I want and to customize my own day and my life and have the perfect day every day. And I wanted to live a customized life. I'm extremely millennial. That is very millennial. (laughs) I know. This freedom lifestyle sounds great, working wherever, whenever, but people have bills to pay, they have mortgages, some have kids. How, how do you think about making ends meet and actually making money to sustain this type of lifestyle? It's definitely about having multiple streams of income. I think that that's something that almost every woman on my podcast that I've spoken to has come to the realization of at some point or another. So not just relying on one thing. So for me, money coming in from podcast sponsors. I'm doing events, which makes me a little bit of money. I'm doing some affiliate marketing. I do some freelance gigs here and there. I'm big on Airbnb that funds a lot of my travel. I have different ways that I'm making money throughout the month and definitely diversifying your income streams. And then also looking at how much money is leaving your bank account every month. When I first started, this freedom lifestyle, I had a very different life. My nails were done every two weeks, shellac. I took Ubers everywhere. I went out to every vegan restaurant whenever I wanted. Drinks after work or a regular thing. I didn't even pay attention to something like happy hours. So I was definitely spending a ton of more money than I am today. So I would say those are the two biggest things. So on the topic of, of money leaving your bank account, what's been the hardest thing to give up? You shellac nails, the drinks, (laughs) the Ubers. No, those are okay. I got myself my own nail polish bottle, so I've found a solution for that. I love walking. Toronto's very walkable, so those are easy. The hardest part is having to say no to experiences with people I really care about. I have a great group of friends here in Toronto. My family's epic, and I don't get to say yes to everything. There's been music festivals that happened this summer that... I had to just watch on Instagram and watch them all have a great time without me. And that was tough. You can have anything with the freedom lifestyle, but you can't have everything. So how do you pick and choose? Because I know in my life, there's opportunities to do things all the time. We talk a lot about prioritizing and values. Maybe it'd be helpful to hear for your audience to hear a little bit about how you think about prioritizing your time. Hmm. Maybe you should share yours. I feel like you have a way better, more thought out one that you always drill into my head. So how do you decide to spend your money? Well, when I think about spending, great great question, Sam. <laughs> uh, when I think about spending money, my perspective is that you should only spend money on things that you really think you're going to remember and be grateful for at the end of the year. When I look back on my year, I'm not going to remember that random night out for dinner or that bottle at the club. <laughs> you never I don't know if I bottles. ever bought bottles at the club. <laughs> But you know what I'm talking about. Totally. It's the the weekend-long experiences. uh, It's the trip away with your friends or your family. It's the music festival. It's those things that I really want to save up my day-to-day money on to spend larger amounts on things that I'm really going to look back on and appreciate. And I think it would also be cool for the listeners to learn a bit about how we afford the trips while we're on them. So even though we go on a lot of trips... We don't necessarily spend extravagantly on things that we don't value on those trips. So maybe you can talk a little bit about the Freedom Lifestyle Breakfast, which I love so much. The Freedom Lifestyle Breakfast? (laughs) Yeah. So when we go traveling, food is not where we spend a ton of money, specifically on breakfast. It's so easy to just casually spend 30 plus dollars every day on breakfast. 
So something that you and I would always do in Guatemala is what we coined Freedom Lifestyle Breakfast, where we would literally just go buy a massive fresh avocado, a loaf of some really awesome bread or some tortillas from the market, maybe some beans, a mango. You had like Swiss Army knife, is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. And we would just go find a beautiful view outside and we would just have breakfast like that for like a dollar. And little things like that make a huge difference when you're traveling. Airbnb has been... That's been huge. It's been crazy. Like, this next month, I'm going to be gone for five weeks, and someone's... I have two different people staying at my place. I'm going to make over $3,000, just double the rent, so... People should hit you up for your uh, referral bonus. Oh, yeah. If you're not on Airbnb, I can give you my link. So, enough about money. Okay. You have a... I think since you graduated university, you've been immersed in entrepreneurship. You actually had your own social enterprise before, Ezzy Lynn. Has this new foray into entrepreneurship been any different than yours in the past? And if so, can you tell us a bit about that? I think becoming a freelancer is interesting because you're selling yourself, which has its pros and its cons. The pros is you can be really confident in the output because you know if it's not done, like you'll just stay up for hours and hours and work all night. Like you are confident in what you can deliver because you have control over that. Again, back to that control piece. Whereas when I had a product I was selling, there were so many aspects out of my control. You know, the manufacturing of it, the quality control, would the fulfillment arrive on time? Would the shipping price be what I said it would be on the website? There were just so many things that I was advocating for that were out of my control. Whereas a freelancer, you know what you're selling. The downfall is, is you're really putting yourself out there. So it's a lot more personal when people don't like your work, people don't want to work with you, people don't like what you're selling. Entrepreneurship in the traditional sense versus a freelancer, that's the biggest difference. And do you see yourself doing freelance forever or what do you think's next? I hope so. I think that, like I think what you're doing is really cool. You're doing, you have a full-time job in a sense, but it's completely remote. It's flexible where you work, how you work. So that's been really tempting to watch you do that. I see you have a lot of freedom in that. It's a lot more stable than all the gig work I'm doing, a little bit of money here, a little bit of money there. So that to me is really appealing. But going back to a nine to five would unfortunately feel like a fail right now. I'm really trying to sustain this and I hope I can be an independent worker for life. If I was somebody who was in a nine to five job and was thinking about leaving and doing my own thing, what do you think the first step I should take would be? Have some type of proof of concept that you can work on on the side to start. Even though it's not what I did, I do still recommend it because it's not necessarily because you're not sure if your idea is going to be that great that people are going to pay for it. I get that. Go get market validation. Go make sure it's a good idea. But I'm going to take it one step further and say, make sure that's the business you want to build. Because it's one thing to think that would be a really cool thing to build in the type of business, but it's another to have to commit to that every single day. And that's a ton of work at the beginning. I'm able to relax a bit more, but at the beginning, I was working all the time to build my brand, but I loved every second of it because I was doing tasks and creating things that I was really excited about. Go through the process. If it's a podcast, for example, what I tell people is record one episode, edit it, create a description, pretend to market it. And at the end of it, say, was that fun or was that super annoying? If it was annoying, it's not the right business idea. But if you think, oh, that's cool. I would try this next time or this. 
maybe you're onto something. When did you know that Freedom Lifestyle and creating this podcast and community was the right thing for you to be doing right now? Definitely when I got my first sponsor, Fiverr, shout out to Fiverr. That was really cool. That validated that what I'm building matters and I have a demographic that other companies are interested in. I would say though, the moment where I felt like I was creating the most value was when I had a couple of people tell me they quit their job. I'm actually responsible for several people quitting their job now, which is a Count lot of responsibility. into that one. <laughs> totally. It's a lot of responsibility. My boyfriend, my best friend have both quit their jobs. So that's, yeah, that's very inspiring. And to help people find their free is an extremely rewarding feeling. Yeah, and, and watching you grow the business from the front seat has been super, super awesome. You have multiple sponsors now. You have tons of momentum. Where do you see this going in the next year, two years, five years? I don't know how you think about planning for your business or, or your vision. Can you tell us a bit about that? I definitely feel like I still have a dream that I haven't fully checked off, which is taking an online business medium community on the road. You know, getting a, a podcast mic that travels well, and when we go on our big trip in the new, in the new year, which we're planning to do, interviewing people there and releasing podcast episodes there, and maybe running meetups about freedom lifestyle in different communities, going international, going global. This is very Toronto based, and I'm so proud of the fact that everyone on season two of the podcast was from Toronto. But I'm ready to expand and see how the freedom lifestyle is culturally different. Do people in other places of the world hate the nine to five as the millennials here? Or is it a completely different setup where their work structure has got it figured out and they're completely happy in their nine to five because it's flexible? I don't know. I want to discover that and I want to have those conversations and I want to inspire people all around the world, not just here in Toronto. And what's been the biggest challenge getting to the point you're at today, would you say? putting yourself out there again. The week of my first podcast episode coming out, it was at the end of November. I remember it perfectly. We had the time zone difference. So you were three hours behind me. It was probably like two in the morning here. And I'd said goodnight hours ago and I called you and I just said, I can't sleep. I'm freaking out. I don't know if the podcast is good enough. I don't know what people are going to think. People are going to judge me. This girl's had one business and now she's going to be like the entrepreneurial guru of female entrepreneurs. So I was totally in my head, totally freaking out. And... The biggest challenge was just believing in myself that I could do it, that I was good enough, that I had the potential to have a podcast that was worthy of going global, that I had what it takes to run my own partnership deals with brands without having a company and an account executive team and a marketing team and a dev team to support me like I had before. Doing it on your own is a whole new level of imposter syndrome and working through that was tough. And it's still tough. It's not perfect. I mean... I'm doing things that are scaring me. I'm scared for my event on Tuesday. I'm scared no one's going to come. I'm scared something's not going to work out. But every time I do something, I get that much more confident to do it the next time, which is a really cool feeling. And so what do you get? You're, you're scared. There's a lot of challenges. You're putting yourself out there. You're gaining this flexibility. What else is so compelling about this lifestyle that you're willing to put you, yourself through that sort of strain? I'm happy. I'm really happy and it's contagious and I'm just in a better place. I'm a better person. I'm feeling like I'm living my potential. I really do. I don't feel like I'm in a role and I could offer so much more to this company if they could only see it. So many times I've been in that position before where I wanted an opportunity and I was waiting for someone to give it to me. I thought that 
I was going to work my way up my career and my company was going to pay for me to travel. And that's how I was going to see the world. I thought my company was, was going to let me be the spokesperson for them. And that's how I was going to fulfill my dream of, you know, talking on stages and on panels and inspiring people. I love to talk. If I could get paid to talk, that's a dream. I was just waiting for people to be giving me these opportunities I felt like I deserved. And now I'm just taking them. So now it's time for my favorite part of every episode, Rapid Fire. Mm, Great like addition that, eh? to the podcast. <laughs> So I prepared a few questions for you that I think your listeners might enjoy hearing your answer to. Cool. And they're not the ones I use? Nope. Okay. I like to be original. (laughs) Okay, let's do it. Are you ready, Sam? I am. Would you rather be able to fly or talk to animals? Talk to animals? I'll be. What would you talk to them about? Anything. Everything. Your weirdest quirk? Playing with my eyebrows. Drink of choice? Black coffee. Okay, drink of alcohol choice? Tequila soda. If you could trade lives with anyone for a day, who would it be? Taylor Swift. Why? Taylor Swift. Your biggest pet peeve? People who walk too slow. What's your favorite song? Right now, Best Friend by Sophie Tucker. If you could swim in any liquid, what would it be and why? Oh my god. I would say almond milk? Wow, you're it's, weird. it's vegan and probably good for your skin and stuff. Well, I think that's it. I think you did a great job. Thank you. So did you. Thanks so much for having me, and I hope this was useful for all your listeners. Me too. Thanks so much, Jared. All right, friends. That's all I got for you. Season two is done. I'm going to take a break now, probably until the fall. So please stay in touch. Facebook group has over 300 members now. Badass babes of both genders sharing their work, asking for advice, promoting their businesses, practicing the art of shamelessness. It's beautiful. Definitely join the Facebook group, What's Your Free? We have an email list, so if you prefer email, I do that too. Lots of cool companies have been reaching out to me, giving me offers, discount codes for their companies that they think that my freedom seekers would be into so just because I won't be doing podcast episodes minus maybe a bonus one here or there doesn't mean I've gone off the planet earth okay stay in touch lots of cool things are going to be happening this summer and please come back for season three because I'm ready for it to be better okay lots of love it's been awesome 